Welcome to the Pulse of the Heartland podcast, the podcast where no topic is off limits. Now welcome the boys of the Heartland, Bryant, Ryan, Clark, Joey, and Trent. Welcome everyone to the uh, Pulse of the Heartland college football live stream here. Uh, we got a few uh, got a few topics coming up here, and since everyone's been kind of uh, wanting it, we're deciding to do a little bit of gambling at the end. We'll talk about it throughout, but we'll definitely end on some locks and kind of a free for all like we did last week. Uh, boys, how you feeling? Good, how you doing? Good. We're good to hear. Excellent. No, I'm doing. Yeah. I'm doing just fine, man. I'm say I'm watching a Utah State and BYU uh, piss my under down the uh, down the drain. I uh, put in under sixty. Because I was like, that's an astronomically high number for an over-under on a game. And they have 31 points, and BYU is driving with, with three minutes left in the second. So I'm I'm kind of screwed on this one. <laughs> Good thing that wasn't your lock of the week. Correct. Yeah, that, that was just me throwing money down the drain. I, I didn't want that $5 anyways. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, better question on the NFL game. Did you take the over on that? I put Cincinnati covering. I'm, I'm gonna. I if you guys listen to our uh, road to 272, which we're, it's kind of fun. You know what? You you really start to realize how much or how little you know about each of these teams when you have to make a pick on every single game. So I feel like I'm getting better at the NFL right now. Nice. Good. So, but I, I don't know if I'm I, getting better at the NFL right now, but uh, I guess quantity over quality, right? Exactly. Right. When you're picking 272 picks, well, and, and there's 38 for the uh, 60 point under, so I'm I'm fucked here. I might have to put in a live bet here. So, um, but no, I, I had Cincinnati covering uh, four points, which with that Tua injury, I think is pretty safe in hand now. But hopefully, nothing wrong. They they it sounded pretty serious from what I was understanding. Yeah, he went down with you know like the stiff limbs and. Mm-hmm. Really, no movement. So they just carted him off on a stretcher. So didn't didn't look good. Mm. That's not great. Central last week too. Yeah. Well, and, and it sucks because my you know no offense to Miami fans, but you've kind of been the punching bag of the AFC East for so many years. It was the Patriots for two decades. Then all of a sudden the Bills are are really good. Now you're finally starting to pick up the pieces. You get two, and then he gets injured. I mean that that just absolutely sucks. So. I hope it's nothing yeah. serious. I'm a little worried because of the back head injury, whatever they we called it from the Bills game. I, I hope they. Uh, I hope it's a speedy recovery if it if it's something serious. Yep. Yep, I do too. So, what are you? Uh, what are you boys drinking? Go ahead, Joey. Oh, I got some vodka with the Sprite tonight. Uh, just kind of hanging out. I'm in the AT. Um, weekend also was planning on going to the Falcons game and then uh, found out that it's a three hour Uber from my uh, uh, projected three hour Uber due to traffic from where I'm staying over the weekend. And it's a hundred one way, so I'm like, no, yeah, that's not happening. So, next Jeez, time, well, Atlanta, next time I'll go to a Falcons game. At that point, just get a rental car, and the, and those are pretty expensive, but better than 140 for one way. Well, yeah, and I have a I have my work truck. I just want to pay for parking, and I want to be you know, drinking while I'm at the game. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, next time I will stay in town, uh, but mm-hmm. by the time I found out this information, it's too late to switch my hotel. So next time. 
next time for sure. Trent, what about you? Uh, I'm just uh, drinking the old uh, Bush Light. Just nothing fancy tonight. Just went. Nice. No, nothing wrong picked, with it. Picked up a thirty this evening. So drink all of them. No, uh, one, one of them. Mm. Well, I, and you, I got to be up at uh, about four tomorrow morning. You guys are going to say that I sinned, but I had a bunch of beer that I haven't drinking in six months in my fridge, and I had to pour a bunch of them out, like those uh, Bud Light, like the hard sodas. I, I just, I, I had, I still had five of the twelve left, so I just poured those out and a bunch of IPAs that I had one of and didn't enjoy, but I had the other three, so I just, I just poured them out early so I could make room in my fridge for for better beer, like Bush Light. Mm -hmm. For yeah, mm -hmm. good beer. So what are you drinking tonight? Uh, right, right now, just a uh, the Crown Vanilla, same as I've been doing. Is that a Syracuse shirt? Yes, sir. Syracuse nice. Orange, four and all right now. I'm gonna pull Joey. They're my second favorite team, so I have to rep them. Yeah, I mean, you at least have a good excuse. Grandpa Dick would be proud if he knew how to get on oh, yeah. YouTube. Rep, he, he's from Syracuse, so if I didn't rep them, <laughs> I, I've I've never had him call me or or we talk more about Syracuse football when they're actually good when they when they sucked who gives a shit but we're talking about Sean Tucker every week and it's 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 kind of fun That's awesome. do they still play in that dome or whatever they looked like the and according to Grandpa Dick it is no longer the uh carrier it's not the carrier dome anymore because they moved factories and moved it to Mexico or something about six seven hundred people lost their jobs it is now the JMA Wireless uh, <laughs> Dome. So okay. I've, I've had to tell him that like five times because I, I he, he's going, what the hell are they called again? Because it's it's some random wireless company. Like he's going to keep track of that. But so, right. so yeah, I would say they, they've been doing pretty good this year. A lot of close wins, but I mean, I'll take an ugly win every time. So that carrier dome because that's a, a HVAC um, mm -hmm. That they would use that as like a showcase for the HP units and stuff when they got like new technologies showing you can power an air conditioned whole home. We can do it like building. Yeah, that that I couldn't tell you. I mean, that, that sounds about right, though. Hey, check out the name on the side of this building, and it's keeping right. you cool. So right, cool. I gotta apologize. Like I said, I'm in Atlanta, and my stream may not be the best. So. It's not me, it's the stream. So hopefully uh, we can get through too many bad breaks. It's Atlanta. It's it's no Iowa or no South Dakota internet, that's for sure. Yep. That's for damn sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's jump into it. I, Trent, I don't know if maybe you forgot the trivia question, but I would say I, I the, the trivia question for this week for uh, college football, what school and position – has won the most Heismans in history. And now what I mean like that is like, you know, who's won the best tight end award? Iowa tight ends have won the most. So I'm looking for the school and the specific position that has won the most Heismans. So I would have got the position right, but I wouldn't have guessed the school. Yeah. Position to go running back. I haven't looked at it. I would say go. don't look at the bottom because I'm <laughs> I'm unhighlighting it now. <laughs> no, I'm not. Uh, is it running back for the position? Yep. Okay. Yeah. And then school. Trent, so you know this. So you're not gonna take it. I know it because I read the whole agenda. 
I'll, I'll give you a clue, Johnny. Ohio State. You, yep, there you go. Never mind. You didn't need it. Ohio State okay. running backs. Oh, nice. I It was between Ohio State and Notre Dame, to be honest with you. I don't even think Notre Dame's in the top, top five. Yep. So the, the most positions, Ohio State won, has won it six times at running back, Archie Griffin uh, twice, and then Eddie George a few way back in the day. Next up is USC running backs at five. Then it's Oklahoma quarterbacks at four. Um, and then Notre Dame quarterbacks at four as well. Nice. Okay. So I'm okay with Notre Dame. Man, Oklahoma quarterbacks. That's a sneaky one. I keep forgetting about that. Yeah. And that one, when I when I found the art, interesting article that made me come up with this question, it was from seven years ago. And they're like, well, Oklahoma's seventh on the list with two quarterbacks. I was like, there's been two census articles game. Time, so. <laughs> right. Yeah. Nice. That's a good question there, man. No, thank you. I, I do a lot of research. I work real hard on this thing. I'm glad it's showing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, well, we'll jump into some quick news. I know it's a, not a lot that ca- kind of interests us, to be honest, other than the last one, I think. But um, Georgia Tech fired their uh, not only their AD, but their head coach this season. So now they're the third one, along, uh, third Power 5 school, along with Nebraska and Arizona State last week that's already fired their coach in week four. I mean that that seems extremely fucking early for to be uh, firing your coaches, but um, Hurricane Ian. I, I mentioned they moved a couple games around. Like South Carolina is playing South Carolina State right now. Um, I couldn't tell you what channel. And then on Sat, and then instead of on Saturday, uh, Eastern Washington is going to play Florida on Sunday instead. Yep. So it looks like uh, the path of that hurricane is going out towards the ocean and coming back and hit South Carolina pretty damn hard next week. So that'll be yeah. that'll be fun for that. I, I've been keeping track of that. I think it was 155 in Cat Four when it hit the uh, when it hit the shore near Tampa, well south of Tampa. But so mm-hmm. it's always insane how you're going to assume you're going to be just fine, and then it, it, that thing just veers. So. But yeah, I thought being here, we were going to get hit, and I got to go to Jacksonville next. Um, and they're getting smashed right now with a bunch of torrential rain. So, see how that goes next week. Yeah. Well, and, and the crazy thing is, so it hit hard in Tampa. Chiefs are mm-hmm. still playing at Tampa on Sunday. Yep, they haven't already gone. They haven't moved it, huh? Mm-mm. So I don't know if, that, if I don't know how that affects the betting lines that t- that the Bucks didn't have to move, but I think Chiefs are still going to pull that one out. Um, and then last one, I, I thought it was kind of funny. Because we always make we always shit on them about Texas and how mismanaged they are. Um, after the loss to Texas Tech in overtime, which I think most schools okay, you lost by three overtime. You know it's going to happen, especially against a rival school. But uh, the uh, t- Texas leadership had a uh, meeting with Sark on Monday uh, with their I guess called leadership council on where the team could improve, and then they had a players only meeting starting on Tuesday. All after a week four loss, they're two, two and two on the season. I mean, that that seems kind of abrupt for all this shit for a two and two team. Right? Fuck over yourselves, Jesus Christ! All all that you know for a team that you know top ten, got put them in the top ten. And did you guys remember? There's some I I want to know who in that coaches poll voted Texas number one in preseason because they were they were 18th ranked. They had a number one yeah. vote, and everyone thought, oh, my God, Texas is, is going to be truly back now. 
and now you're two and two. I I, I haven't kept track of Quinn Ewers' back. It doesn't matter. Hudson Card, he should be able to jump in and be just fine for you. And now they're having – I mean, this is the exact issue that everyone talks about is Texas has all of these board members that are – or I, I guess uh, – I'm sorry, donors – that, that are trying to tell you how to run the team. It's like, why'd you hire Sark then? Why, why don't you just have a committee coach if you think you're going to do better? Do you think this leadership leadership council is just a bunch of rich donors telling Sark, hey, we're paying this much money, win ball games? Yes. One I'm, I'm, thousand percent. <laughs> yeah. That's where they go. I'm worth 150 million leadership. That that that's the leadership at Texas. Mm-hmm. I donated two and a half leaderships this year. You got to listen <laughs> to what I tell you. Or or was it a leadership committee like Kurt Ferentz says, where he puts it together, assembles it, and then when they tell him he's doing wrong, he just dissolves it. Is that the kind he of goes, leadership that's going on there? He goes problem solved, and they're like, yeah, but you're the one that's saying you solved the problem you you made. <laughs> nah, it's solved. Don't worry. Exactly. <laughs> second, second thing on that. Do you think it was Nick Saban at number one and then use that as bulletin board material for his team to get hyped for that week two game? That that is seriously the only one that logically makes sense. Right. Like that. That's I'm deep cut Saban because they didn't stop him. Right. Yeah, yeah. he's going to have to. Go ahead, Joy. Again, I mean, they're two and two, and they're having these games. And one of their losses is to Alabama by a field goal. Like, they, most people lost... would be happy with that season so far. Two Lost two games by four points, including one in overtime and one with very questionable officiating on that safety and stuff. And, yeah, the, the sky's falling. It, it, it's just insane. I, I'm yep. so glad we're – you know, with Iowa State with their tenure and with Iowa State having Jamie Pollard trust Matt Campbell, we don't have to deal with these, these like, gossipy issues. Hey, they had a leadership meeting. We just know that there, there are coaches, even if we might be upset with them, they're going to get their shit done and you don't have to worry about this stuff leaking to the media. Do you think, like, you know, Jamie Pollard, like you said, trust Matt Campbell? Like, what do you think Iowa State's record would have to be for them to hold this leadership committee meeting? I mean, I think it would have to be at least two seasons without bowls and then a third season that's trending down for for them to even consider having a meeting. Yeah, I was going to say, it would take multiple seasons, not four games. Mm -hmm. I mean, even starting like... I will give you guys this, because Matt Campbell has really turned that program around quite a bit. I think if he starts 0-5, 0-6, I think you start hearing rumblings and shit. Um, you know, especially if they're close losses. Like, say he pulls a Scott Frost and is just losing games by, you know, single digits here and there. I think then you start. But, I mean, if it's just if it's just a down year and he's 2-2, two two, you know, they go 2 and stretch type thing, I, I mm. think he's got enough credibility to I can bounce back from that. So, kudos to Matt Campbell with that. Joey, you don't know how many years we didn't go bowling. We're, we're all, you know, it will be upsetting the first year that we don't make a bowl under Campbell, other than the first year. But yeah, the, it, it'll take a couple, three years before it's really like, okay, this guy, what the hell's going on? Because I mean, the, the, I mean, the Big Twelve is not getting any easier. I, I mean, we are mm-hmm. losing Oklahoma and Texas, but we are adding some pretty damn good teams, you know, into the future. So I mean, it, it's. 
I, I guess I really don't see it, especially if he keeps trending the way he does in the recruiting classes, trend as they do. And with the new Town, he's seeing the investment, you know, coming into the university. I mean, he's just going to have to keep up his part. But, I mean, without his success, do we even have Town? Do we even have this other stuff? The, the bridge, who knows? Yeah, it, yeah, exactly. If, if Iowa State, say, is still going, uh, let's say, you know, like four and eight, three and nine, like they were in the McCartney years, like none of that stuff's there. Like they don't bowl in the South end of the end zone. They don't put that giant video board up. Like not it. it Jack Trice would look like it did in the year 2000. Yeah. Nope. I agree. Un- unfinished stadiums. And you know, I think the crowds would still be there, but they're leaving at halftime to chug more bush light Cause we're losing by 24, you know, <laughs> Yeah, every time we what? used to do that in college, we always said, we're going to go drink a beer, we'll be back. And I don't know if we ever made it back. Yeah, the, the, it, it's not quite an Irish goodbye, but it's as close to an Irish goodbye going, mm-hmm. yeah, I'll be, only one beer. Yeah, maybe I'll chug a second one. And then, yeah, you're just, you walk back, that same kid just hammered with, with, with somehow they got a mixed drink when all you see is bush lights out there. It's, <laughs> it's insane. I feel seen right now. I mean, I've done that multiple times. Yeah. <laughs> well, shit. Honestly, while, while we're speaking of Iowa State making us want to drink, let's just jump into it here. Iowa State uh, <laughs> lost, lost to Baylor here, thirty-one to twenty-four on the year, or I'm sorry, on the uh, this last weekend. Moves uh, Baylor moves to three and one. Iowa State three and one as well. Um, and, and then actually, I'd say Iowa, where we have it at the bottom there. Uh, beat Rutgers thirty-seven to ten, ruined the under for me. But I was now uh, three and one. Rutgers, Joey, what's my record? Three and one. Three and oh, Rutgers as well. Okay, so I mean, and Iowa won as well. So not not the greatest weekend for me, but I, I think we 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 definitely lost a lot of opportunities on that game. I guess I mean, Trent, I want to see how Trent starts the conversation because I think I know where we're going to start here. I'll start the conversation with this. Uh, this is what's Iowa State's fourth game. This is the fourth weekend that I've had something going on and didn't get oh. to watch most of the game. I was on call this past weekend and, of course, got called in. Mm. And I got home to see Iowa State score that last – did they score a touchdown? Yeah. And then a field goal or something like that. And then they didn't get the onside. That's pretty much – I saw the last five minutes. Yeah. Can no, I go? It, it was... I say how the game went? Sure, go for it. I know it's not my team, and I don't want to take your guys' thunder away, but oh, yes. holy shit. Uh, I saw firsthand the Iowa State uh, ref. Oh, my God, those targeting calls and the missed targeting calls. Just in the first minutes, I talked about the week before, or two weeks before that, my uh, nephew is learning some uh, choice words for me uh, from my yeah. game. They learned more from and those refs were fucking terrible. So that's how I'm an Iowa fan that hates hating on the refs. So from there, I'll leave it to you guys. I'm going to go make another drink. But yeah, I just wanted to get my two cents in there of shitting on the ref hate with you guys. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, so when I was at work, you know, like between patients and stuff, I just like check Twitter real quick. And it's just like, this doesn't look like it's going well. <laughs> just the, you know, the Twitter reaction to, you know, blown calls and stuff is insane. Mm. And, and I even tweeted out like, and, and I saw the first targeting and as a Cyclone fan, 
you get that knot in your stomach, and I'm trying to be optimistic, but I'm like, first off, we all agree, and, and I meant to look up the ruling for targeting. I, I thought there was a, a five-yard targeting and, like, not an ejection, but I think just the way it's worded right now, that's the way they have to go about it. So yeah. it kind of sucks because we've literally, hey, have you ever heard of a safety getting penalized with a targeting? you know, early in a game that completely throws off the flow of the defense. I mean, that's happened to us. That's the second time in two years, you yeah. know, including the Big 12 championship. Like Sheen Young, wasn't it? <clears throat> yep, I Sheen Young versus game. Oklahoma. That was, and, yeah, like first or second play of the game. Mm-hmm. And you're just going, okay, you know, yep, that that sucked. And it was, and it was borderline. I think it was fine. But because it's kind of like what's what's this football then? How are you supposed to stop them if you if you yeah. if the running back lowers his head to your crown? What are you supposed to do? But but and again, optimist. Okay, you know what? That's fine. We we got hit with the targeting. As long as they call it the exact same the rest of the game, I'm not going to complain about it. And then they don't call it the same. We yeah. we had a an unnecessary roughness on a linebacker that hit a wide receiver. Within five yards, which is allowed, unnecessary roughness. I was 30 yards in the first drive and really just it, – it, it really set the tone early for for that uh, for the refs and for our defense and stuff. We also had a very questionable – a lineman was going to block um, Anthony Johnson. And, yeah. he, I mean, he had to go low. He had to go low to at least have some – what's he supposed to do, stand up and, and let him just destroy him? And then they call a block the uh, uh, a low – uh, sorry, uh, block below the uh, waist or legs. I'm sorry, I'm just yeah, frustrated right now. Uh, block below the waist is what Thank that you. was. Block below the waist for 15 yards. And all of these happened on critical third downs that just shifted where we finally get a stop penalty. We finally get a stop penalty. And then you add, <laughs> this isn't college football, but then you add my Chiefs do the same exact thing. Stop the Colts penalty unnecessary. It's just, you, you know, I saw it all weekend where it just, it wasn't called the exact same on Baylor's side which is the very frustrating part because there was definitely, you know how cycling Twitter goes, something like that. Okay. You know, an eye for an eye and you could see screenshots upon screenshots and videos of Baylor hitting, uh, hitting, you know, crown to crown. Yeah. Drill Iowa state drill Brock on the next drive. Yep. yep. Same exact hit. Now I listened to the Chris Williams and Brett Bloom podcast that comes out on Friday nights. I used to listen to it on Monday mornings on my way to work um, from Cyclone Fanatic. And they were talking about this refereeing crew. Like they were in the whole debacle last year, the Texas Tech Iowa State uh, game where they ejected a whole section out of the student section. And then the student section, they just moved closer to the Iowa state bench. Yeah. And they were in the, was it the LSU Florida state game from earlier this year? That was a huge debacle at the end of the game. So this was that same crew and, you know, and then they made a good point as well. They're like, you know, that hit at the beginning, um, that hit at the beginning of the game that got uh, the Iowa state player kicked out, you know, those same hits and they, and Bloom and Williams are both like, they might think like, we can't keep making that call or we're going to have to eject five, six, seven players out of this game. So they just yeah. quit calling it, you know, like it's, it sucks. After already ejecting one. And, yeah. and to be honest, and I'm going to give, you know, the other side, 
I say they're horrible as well because they gave Iowa State a couple calls. I, I mean, yeah. the going through and giving uh, Jarrell Brock that touchdown, which should have been a touchdown initially when it was called. But I mean, it that was it was a, the weirdest set of events. And I, I guess the way I look at it is like there were bad calls on both sides, but Baylor's bad calls that went for them happened when they had sixty when we had sixty minutes left to play a man down on defense and we had to really hold off on how we were playing defense. And the Iowa State bad calls that went in their favor happened with two minutes left, and we had no time in order to make up the pace. Yeah. But after all that, I don't think Iowa State's winning this game anyways. Because, now, I mean. Would they have two turnovers in the third quarter? I, yeah. it, you can't do that. There were mistakes that, it, it, uh, you know. Happens. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, just those mistakes that you can't win ball games when you're committing those. I agree. I, I mean, they, they went through, they just, f- the third quarter, it honestly felt like for the first time in a long time, we had an Iowa State team that gave up. You, you know, we just, we we had a team that didn't feel like they were in the game. You had Hunter that was making mistakes that I was worried about. If you shut down X, is he going to be able to make the plays with others? And I mean, I think Jairel was doing the best he can, but man, Baylor's line just dominated both sides of the ball. And that shaping, he made a lot of great plays that I didn't, I didn't expect him to. To be honest, yeah. he didn't. He hasn't impressed me up until this point, including the loss to BYU that I watched. He, it was nothing special. So I go, oh yeah, kind of walk in the park, and we have home field advantage. And they, they came in and they took it to us. And that, and also that trick play, I was cursing them out so much, but that was such a nail in the coffin on that one. I must have missed that one. Must have been a work. It was a good thing you missed it, to be honest, Trent. I, I, I was, I was swearing at the TV, trying not to be too loud in front of the kids. <laughs> oh, you're fine. They were screaming or poking you in the face or anything like that. Yeah, sticking toys in my ear as I'm watching my team get decimated by Baylor. I was not in the the greatest of moods. To say the I don't know, man. I guess, uh, well, Trent, I know you said anything. I mean, I really think the biggest takeaway is just we we need to I, – I, I think Tom Manning just needs to – they need to come in better prepped because I think the defense did everything they could, but they were just on the field so much as yeah. well as, you know, we get down, and I always feel, and I know Joey always feels the same way with Iowa as well, but, like, we don't have a good game plan when we're down. We, we, we can't – we don't – we don't throw the ball vertically. We try and do this little dink and dunk, and it reminds me of Alex Smith with the Chiefs. And it's like you got to throw that ball long. You got to be able to have some verticality with the t- with the game and be able to at least open up something with the run game. And and you, and you can kind of work from there. And they're just dinking and dunking, and Baylor's defense was stopping us. Yeah, and they have the players to do it now. I mean, they've got two, three really good wide receivers that are fast, big players mm-hmm. in the quarterback with a big arm you, you know you got they they maybe set, set some pick plays i i mean we we were starting to get the athletes here we got to be able to use that to our advantage here I and mean, we just we didn't have a great game plan yep so joey did you want anything else you want to say on the iowa state game or no i just i really kind of for the first time ever in my life really felt for the cyclones and the refs like just the back-to-back blatant missed calls that they did. Um, like Trent was saying, you know, 
not only in the first drive, but then the subsequent drive afterwards when Baylor's on defense and they do the exact same thing and they slow it down even. And the announcers are getting into it. Like, you know, it's bad when yeah. the announcers are being completely unbiased and not letting kids ejected. And then they're like, well, that's the exact same bit. So, yeah, it, uh, it was a shitty situation for you guys. And I felt for you. That might have been the first time I saw I heard multiple Hawkeye. Usually Hawkeyes they laugh at the demise, you know, because whatever little brother, whatever they think. But that was the first time I saw multiple people like, oh my god, that was one of the worst calls ever. I mean, that was getting nationwide attention on like Barstool and different accounts like that. They're like, this is targeting, this is unnecessary roughness, but is what it is, yep. you, you know. And, and this is another thing where you know there's plenty of teams that get bad calls thrown against them but they overcome it. So hopefully Iowa State keeps trending in this right direction where we're going to overcome these calls. Right now we're just going to be petty because clearly this one we couldn't versus Baylor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember I was getting the uh, boys' uh, snacks at my place when we just got out, done pouring concrete, and you started yelling at the refs, and we were walking out the door, and I was getting ready to say, all right, boys, look at the Cyclone fan. This is how they always are. And then I saw the play, and I was like, fuck, never mind. That sucked. That was terrible. <laughs> never mind. Cyclone fan was, was right for once, you know. Yep, That's where you exactly. tell them a broken clock is right twice a day. <laughs> no, I'm not for you guys. Well, let's move into some positivity, at least for one of us. Uh, Iowa beat Rutgers, and they actually had a little bit of offense, but quite a bit of defense in that game, Joey. Yeah, I know we watched it live while we were sitting by the pool and stuff, uh, and it was it was a good ass game by the Hawkeyes. Uh, I was really impressed. Defense, as always, they look good. Um, I don't believe Rutgers scored the very last quarter. Yeah, uh, yeah, they scored their mm-hmm. touchdown in the fourth quarter, but and that's when I mean, still the, the Iowa defense is on the field for the most part, but now they took the job out, and I think Campbell as well. So, uh, yeah, Iowa look good on offense. Um, finally. Got back-to-back games that look good. We'll see if that keeps up this weekend. I know we're going to preview the Michigan game coming up here in a little bit, but uh, it, it was nice to see the offense clicking. Um, I really think Cooper DeJean might be this year's uh, cornerback and uh, that comes out of Iowa that shines in the spotlight for the national attention. So um, not only is Iowa tight end you and can be offensive line you, but, man, cornerbacks lately, holy shit, have they done well. So. Yeah, I uh, really, really like this hockey team. I know they stumbled against Iowa State. Um, and as always, I want that uh, offense to be better. But, man, that defense is kicking ass. Yeah, so, that pick six was awesome. Mm-hmm. So, I, so I watched more of the Iowa game than the Iowa State game because I was not called in at night <laughs> during that course. game. But, yeah, that pick six and then that scoop and score. Like, yep. Of course, they scored two touchdowns. Like that's all they needed. The offense could have scored zero points again, and they could have won. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> um, and that's that's Iowa football, baby. That's Iowa yeah. football. <laughs> well, I feel bad. I, I was happy. I, I... Go ahead. Go. You go ahead. I was just gonna say I feel bad because I was telling Don and everyone at the end when we were bullshitting about gambling, the lock of the week put your house on Iowa hitting the under. And how do they not hit the fucking under? They score two defensive touchdowns, which fine. That it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Offense scores another one. Sure, you know they they, they let Rutgers get score one late. That's fine. They doink in a fifty-one fucking yard field goal when they didn't have to kick, and then you, we lose the under by a point and a half. I I I've, I I threw up, Joey, when I saw that. 
Oh, I know. I was sitting right next to you. I know Cody was bugging you, but yeah, I was right next to you. And uh, yeah, I'm sorry, Don, but hey, I travel for work and, and uh, I have to pay or live in hotels now forever because I put the house on the under. And, and, yeah, so, <laughs> I will be traveling permanently. That's why I'm staying around this weekend because I don't have anywhere to go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. So, so far on the year here, I, I, I have a few stats here. Kind of poking fun at Iowa and also amazing how successful they've been because of these. Uh, the first one is, so far in the year, they've had a total of 68 points in four games this year. Only 30 have come from the offense, 23 have come from special teams, and 18 have come from the defense. That's insane. That's fucking insane. Now, That's three touchdowns. Now, what's that? That's three touchdowns. Yeah, I was, well, no, it's five touchdowns on the offense. That's let's see for oh for the defense. No defense. That's two touchdowns, two touchdowns, two, 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 touchdowns, two safeties. Maybe I added the points so, up wrong for defense. I said where's the other two points then? Yeah, wait, no, I, I think I, I think I must have mixed up the points there. But yeah, I mean, either way, I mean, it's <laughs> quite a few more points than what should be for if you have sixty-eight total. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, like then, I said, that defense is amazing and. I, I I haven't seen a, a team team tackle as well as I have the Hawkeyes in a long ass time. So yeah, yeah, hopefully that keeps up. I agree, and and that's the big reason why they're even three and one, man. I mean, they've they've only mm-hmm. allowed twenty three points on the year, which I was shocked because right. I think we we all know that Iowa's defense I think is ranked sixth, and their offense is ranked one hundred thirtieth. So we knew the big discrepancy there. But uh, mm-hmm. it's just amazing that they've only allowed 23. The, the next closest, which actually it shocks me, is going to be Minnesota only has 24 points on the year. Yep. And Minnesota is ranked number one in both rushing and passing defense right now. Um, and mm-hmm. for them to allow have allowed one more than Iowa is kind of shocking. But that, that's kind of cool. I like it. Yep. So, no, and, and, and they've also played their garbage teams as well. I mean, they're, they're one power five out of conference. I think was was Colorado, which is the worst Power Five team I think this year. You know, Colorado so was, State's out there. Go ahead. Yeah, I was seeing a thing today, um, talking about Minnesota's schedule moving forward. Those motherfuckers. I mean, th- that Big Ten West is going to be beating each other up as normal, um, and I don't think anyone really is stand out good this year. I mean, every team has their flaws. Minnesota yeah. could be twelve and zero going into the. Uh, Big Ten championship game with their schedule right now. It, it looks, it looks pretty easy for them. They don't play too many bad or good teams out of the East. Uh, when they do, they play them at home. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. Uh, yeah, I could see them running the table and being in the Big Ten championship game. I'm I'm gonna pull it up here just so we can kind of take a quick gander at it because I I really didn't know but the uh, you no know, Minnesota schedule. So they just I would say they play Purdue. This year, or they they mm-hmm. play Purdue on Saturday. Saturday. 11. That's their latest yep. game here. But I mean, if you look at it, I would say yeah, they Purdue should be a win. I would say, and, and actually, let me get the stat. I'm pretty sure Minnesota is one of the ten teams in the country. Uh, let me see here. Yep, Minnesota is one of ten teams that is undefeated against the spread this year so far. So I think oh, with shit. Purdue, they're they're twelve point favorites right now. So Don, mm-hmm. if you're looking for for an easy bet, that might be one of them is getting a Minnesota to cover. I would say they've been doing so well this year. Also, dating back to last year, talking about Minnesota's defense, 
they have only they've allowed under 270 total yards in 11 straight games, which is just insane. Yep. So, I mean, looking at it, yeah, I mean, their their road games at Illinois win Purdue. I think is going to be an easy win at Penn State. That that will be yep. uh, that'll be a tough one. Penn State is looking shockingly good as much as we make fun of that 32 year old Sean Clifford, but. I think that that one that one could be a toss up. That could be their their one loss here, but Rutgers win, Nebraska win, Northwestern win. Jesus. That that might be the easiest October of anyone in the country, man. Other than yep. Oh my god. So, yeah, and then the anyway. start out November, Northwestern at home, Iowa at home and then at Wisconsin. And Wisconsin doesn't look very good at the moment. So, yeah, like yeah. I'm telling you, if they get if they get past the state um, I think I think they're undefeated going in the Big Ten championship game. Mm-hmm. I I think Iowa. I think it'll be a low scoring game, but I just think Minnesota right now, with as unstoppable as they've looked, and their running game has been pretty good. <clears throat> Excuse me. They're going to be pretty damn good. But guess mm-hmm. what? Minnesota was really good last year, and they're supposed to win the Florida Rosedale. And guess what happens? Iowa wins, and all of a sudden they're in the Big Ten championship game. That's damn right. Damn right they were. Yep. Put some respect <laughs> on my name. <laughs> by by halftime of that Big Ten championship game where you're kind of hoping Minnesota was there instead, Joey. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> we, don't, we don't need to go back there. I'm getting pumped for the Iowa-Michigan game, not trying to deflate my hopes. <laughs> we're going to be on a revenge game. tour this year. There it is. So... <clears throat> Um, we'll, we'll go over this real quick. I don't know if uh, Clark will join us here randomly. Oh, he fucking is actually at the bottom. Give me one second here. Perfect timing here, buddy. Hey, Clark. KU. <laughs> so, you guys hey, want to see a magic you? trick? You want to see a magic uh, trick? Let's see it. Let's see it. 4-0. Oh! Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Kansas beats 35 27. His audio disappeared there for a second. That was good. (laughs) Kansas proves to be the best blue blood basketball and football team. The Q's, I don't know, man. Actually, Kansas' offense is very good this year. What's that? I said blue bloods. Oh, okay. Well, they, they have, Syracuse hasn't won a natty in over 20 years, so I, I can accept that. But I know in my heart we're still blue blood. But anyways, Kansas beats Duke 35-27. They are now 4-0. What do you uh, what'd you think of the game? Jalen Daniels put that money on his Heisman. He went in Ooh. it. Dude's amazing. Do you ever find out if they if they finally put Heisman odds on him yet? Yeah, Uh FanDuel had it locked down, so you couldn't get the the long odds on him because he jumped about twenty spots on their list. Yeah. He went from like plus six thousand to plus three thousand. So, mm-hmm. I I still think that's a long shot, just because if because no offense, if Kansas does make some miracle run, but let's just say crazy, they go eight and four, right? That that's a great year for Kansas right now. I still don't think he could win, even if he has amazing numbers, because they just go. Who is the best player on the best team? Who's undefeated? It's like, it's not a team award. It should be the best player. And, and Daniel should be one of them. He he should probably be the one right. Who, who else is competing with the Heisman right now? I mean, if Bryce you, Young hasn't looked great. 
CJ if Stroud. You take, if you take KU from winning no more than two games a year for a decade to eight and four, you deserve to be invited to New York at least. <laughs> might not win, but you deserve to be there. Yes, sir. So, no, I I, I agree with you 100%. It's just bullshit because, like, because, again, then then if, if if that doesn't win, they go eight and four, and he just puts up crazy numbers But because the, their defense is what's going to kill them this year. Their offense is going to is going to run and gun, but their defense is going to allow quite a bit, a bit of points as well, and that's where you're going to have to continue having those numbers. I just – but I agree with Trent. If, if you don't pick a Kansas QB that has the stats and brought them to eight wins – who the hell is ever going to win a Heisman from the school? Nobody. Agreed. Yeah. Back in the day, 2008, Todd Reesing, did he even get invited to New York? Uh, in 2008, was Todd that you said? Reesing. Holy yeah. shit. I don't, golly, who, who even won that year? Would that have been, is that too early for Mark Ingram? I yeah. would think so. I'm looking it up right now for sports references for two. You said 2008. You thought? I think it's 2000. Is either 2000? It might have been the 2007 season. The 2008 Orange Bowl is what they won, if I remember right. So 2007 season, Tim Tebow yeah. won. Oh, well, there you go. And then 2006. I'm, I'm even looking to 2006. He he wasn't even the top ten between 2006 and 2008. Oof. He wasn't even the top oh, 10 yeah. in 2007. Like he took KU. They were like 11 and 0 when they played Mizzou and top 10 in the nation and won an Orange Bowl with KU. Mm-hmm. Come on now. I'm I'm pulling it up right now here so we can see the refs. But I mean, it was a pretty fucking stacked Heisman here, man. Uh, well, let me close yeah. this ad here. I, I mean, Tim Tebow, Darren McFadden, Cole Brennan for Hawaii. God, remember when Hawaii was. When they, they want to play with the big dogs, and then Georgia absolutely destroyed them. Yeah. Chase Daniel. Yep. So that would have been a year. Chase Daniel was there. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, Todd Reese, I bet you he's probably golf or something on the list. But Joey's favorite, Pat White here. Matt Ryan, Joey's other favorite. Oh, yeah. Got Glenn Dorsey. Glenn Dorsey. God, I forgot about that guy. Played for the Chiefs for a few years. And then Chris Long, which oh, 14 sacks, that ain't, that ain't bad. But God, I, I'm I'm really surprised Todd Reesing didn't get the respect back then, to be honest. Man, yeah. Nope. So they this just, guy, they their quarterback now deserves it. If he can get him to eight and four, send him to New York. Exactly. No, so no before our uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go. I would say I, I, I that that's all we want is if they have a decent enough year, invite them to New York. We know you're going to give it to someone. You're going to give it to Stenson Bennett with okay stats for Georgia because they're undefeated. But like, just at least invite him to New York and feign that he has a chance. That's it. Uh, so before our uh, uh, guest from KU has to. Uh, get out of here and go back to some sort of medical school surgery type shit. Um, how do you think your win this week compared to your brethren over there in the little apple? Were you pretty pumped about it? You think it's better than theirs? How do you feel? You know, them purple kitty cats from down the road, they're, 
you see OU on their schedule, just put a W against it because they're gonna beat them Sooners every freaking year. Like, is is there a more predictable upset than the Wildcats beating the pants off the Sooners? No, I mean there Jeff, isn't. Jeff Texas, Kansas State beating Oklahoma. That's right. <laughs> Count on it. That was the one you you said it perfect. That's the one where everyone was like, "That's going to be an upset." And it's like, how do how would you know an unranked team versus on the road? And they, they there must be something that they bring to the water in Norman because they are always winning. Yep, that that's just it. They always get the win against OU. It happens. So, which it's funny because, like, I think the last weekend we were talking about our, you know, we always bring up with the Joey, well, see, Adrian Martinez. And he goes, see, I told you Adrian Martinez sucks. And, you know, when you put him in the right environment and not force him to make some of these accurate throws and can rely on his running ability, all of a sudden, you know, he he looks amazing out there, you know. But so I think Kleiman's really got them, got him to the point where they, uh, where just let him play his own game. Joy. Yeah. Uh, uh, Jesus, I forgot. Oh, you put him in the first big game of his career where he actually has a showcase to shine, and look what the fuck he can do. So, yeah, that's what you don't get when you go to Nebraska, motherfuckers. So, I I saw a tweet. It was uh, Saturday night, so after the K-State upset of uh, Oklahoma, and it said uh, if it was something along the lines of if only Nebraska – had a mobile quarterback that could throw the ball like this guy. <laughs> yeah, they'd be unstoppable. Yeah. yeah. I did see that one as well. <laughs> so no, that, that one, I would say it, it's kind of funny because I think Farmageddon slowly climbing to be kind of a, a bit of a toxic rivalry, especially on Twitter where there's no faces on there and everyone can just say what they want and not mean it. But like, man, it, it's funny how Kansas state has another huge upset you know, with them upsetting Oklahoma. And the first thing they do is talk about how Chris Kleiman is better than Matt Campbell. It's like, <laughs> fucking, could you be any more rent free in someone's head where you get an upset and your first thing is go, well, we're better than them. It's like, just worry about yourself. Just, just I, I mean, cause I don't think anyone disagrees that Kleiman has done an amazing job at, at Kansas state so far. He hasn't, you know, won the, won the conference or anything. But he's getting them back where they used to be with Bill Schneider and stuff. So speaking of that, uh, right after the Iowa State loss, I did get a text from a K-State fan. Yeah. Clark, and I know this person that just said, fire Campbell, question mark. I replied, LOL, no. (laughs) Yeah. Are are you hoping so? Yeah. I was like, random. (laughs) Yeah. We just lost to Baylor, who might win the conference championship. Okay. <laughs> and, and reigning Big 12 champion. I yeah. mean, yeah, who, who the hell would – yeah. That, to, to, and you know he was serious about it, too. Or maybe yeah. a little bit trolling, but, like, to be, to be serious about firing Matt Campbell after one loss – Buddy, we've had seasons with ten losses. We're yeah. okay with, with one loss. <laughs> Awesome. We remember the Gene Shizik years, so we're, we're fine yeah. on that. Oh, uh, actually, I, I had it in the itinerary, and I meant to ask you, because, Joey, um, th- there was a comparison as well. So Matt Campbell, which I respect the hell out of the move in the Baylor game, he called a timeout specifically 
to to not only show replays of the bad call on the on the field, but also to just rip into the referees as well. Mm-hmm. Now I saw some Iowa fans that were upset because they're going, "How come when Campbell is yelling at a ref, it's passionate, but when Fran is yelling at a referee like in that same type of tone?" He's just being angry and a bully and stuff like that. So there's some Hawk fans that are upset in the mentions as well about the how they're construed in different ways. How do you feel about that? Uh, I'm going to plead the fifth on this because I'm a huge uh, Brands fan, and uh, that's all yep. they do is yell at the refs. So uh, I'm okay with it. Respect your mm-hmm. boys, uh, get their backs, and get do look at this motherfucker how about that look at this kansas state fan here this isn't farmersonly.com yeah. <laughs> it's a busy time right now boys but by golly we know how to beat the pants off some red and crimson crimson and beige or whatever the crap you want to call it down in oklahoma <laughs> <laughs> Is that your like rootin' tootin' walk there with your arms out to the side? There you go. That's right. <laughs> it's like he's on a green screen and his body just became a cornfield, which is fitting yeah. for a game. It's blending in way too good. Yeah. You need more you need more John Deere green so your shirt doesn't blend in down there. Well, we got the old uh John Deere combine running right now, so you know we gotta we gotta stay busy. Gotta there feed you the go. folks. How's your week going down there, Ema, or whatever the hell you guys say? Oh, great time to be bringing in the harvest. Yeah? Did you have a, a good weekend beating those sinners? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was great. I didn't watch it because I was out in the field, but I saw it on my phone. <laughs> Gotta get those crops out on, of the ground. That's right. Listen to, to it on 90, 93.8, the Ema or some shit. <laughs> the Ema. <laughs> Every no man idea. a wildcat. <laughs> Real, yeah, fucking every cat on that. Every man a kitty cat. Yeah, that's right. Oh, I forgot to Are make you... a slide on this. Do you know who they play this weekend here, Clark? They play Texas Tech. They play Texas yep. Tech. How you feeling about that game? Texas Tech just got a big time win there at home against some Longhorns. Mm-hmm. Horns down, baby. That's for you, Torres. Horns down. Uh, Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. I, I mean, it could go either way with Texas Tech. I feel like um, I don't know. I, I really don't know what to expect. I my biggest surprise is why is why is K State number twenty five and KU isn't? That's what I'm wondering. KU hasn't played nobody. We, we're gonna. I was gonna talk about that in the and how Iowa State's gonna beat America's team this weekend. But I mean, last, last week us Wildcats got our asses beat by Tulane. Mm-hmm, why, green why? wave. That that ought to be a big anchor keeping us out. I don't know why. I mean, OU's a big win, but mm-hmm. come on, we we just handing out prizes because we beat OU or something. No, not only not only you beat number six OU, but OU's a brand, so that that lifts you up. Oh. You got look. You know what you got actually? It's a little pre-SEC bias. You beat the you beat an SEC team, so it brings you up that much more. It it was a bad weekend for the SEC there against twelve. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh shit. So, well, I would say I, 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 I kind of agree. I don't know what K State's going to show up this weekend, but Joey McGuire's definitely got Texas Tech playing very well here, so should be a it, good game. 
it is at home, so you're taking all them crazy Lubbocks out of it, you know. So mm -hmm. that that got help out a little bit. And so, you, so can both schools have an emotional letdown in the same game after <laughs> huge wins? It, it's like just going to be, be ugly to watch. Three to two. Yeah, something disgusting. Yeah. Like an Iowa game, the, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. There's nothing disgusting about that. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. cool. One of the greatest know. national championships of all time was nine to six. <laughs> Wait, 96? Who the fuck won in 96? 926. No, 926. Oh, 926. I got you. I got you. No, uh, no. I guess that was SEC championship game, and then they scored a bunch of points stupidly mm -hmm. in the national championship. Well, boys, I'm going to sign off. You have got to get back in the fields, right? Yeah. That's right. You know, well, you know, it's been a long day, so time to go rest go. up. Go, go. All right, bud. Cut those, crops, those crops ain't going to harvest themselves. That's right. Yep. See you, folks. See you, Clark. See you, Clark. Bye, Emma. Oh shit! So, well, I would say I know. I know we kind of watched our own teams. Holy shit! We've already been fifty minutes. Yeah. I would say well, we, we kind of watched. What's that? Talk fast. Yeah. Well, <laughs> honestly, on this game, I on this slide just had Clemson fifty-one, Wake Forest forty-five for a big game recap. Tennessee it's, remains undefeated and, and held off uh, Florida 38-33. And then Texas A&M wins off of the oink doink. Uh, they won 23-21. to So I think yeah. we only watched the A&M game, didn't we, Joey? Yes. Yeah, Clemson, Wake Forest with the double overtime, didn't it? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, we, yeah that... we tried watching all of them and flipping back and forth. It didn't work out. We did. I did watch some of the Tennessee-Florida game while I was getting out of the pool. Um uh, Tennessee looks really good. Richardson from Florida uh, still lighting it up. Um, I just I don't think their defense is right where it usually is in that SEC East. Um, like I said last week, I think the only team that's going to be able to challenge uh, Georgia in that SEC East is going to be Tennessee. Now, that's a huge boost to beat the other second best team in that league. So uh, yeah, watch out for Tennessee coming out of that. East, I don't think they beat Georgia. But they, uh, uh, I think they can hold their own with with them and uh, maybe put up a good fight. Don, I can't give everything away right now. I got to do picks later, bud. Yeah. <laughs> Don, That's how we keep people till the end. Exactly. Don asks. He has Oregon State ten, Oklahoma um, six point five. He needs one more game in money line. I have five picks or locks picked, um, so I'm gonna get one there. And eliminate it from locks. Uh, I gave him UCLA upsets Washington tomorrow night, Friday night. Um, I think UCLA, they're, they're both undefeated and got to go with that soon to be Big Ten team. There it is. I was trying to figure out why the hell you picked UCLA, and then there it was. Mm -hmm. They're, they're going to play in front of two and a half thousand people. It's going, it's going to be insane in the Rose Bowl. I'm pretty sure California is still on COVID lockdown for some reason, so it probably will be two and a half thousand. <laughs> Mask up when you're like, I mean, that is one thing at a UCL game you never have to worry about is being within six feet of people. You you could you you're probably twelve feet from the closest person at those games. There's so few people there, but uh, no, I, I like that Oregon State plus ten there, Don. Uh, Oregon State's another one of those teams that is three no against the spread this year, so. 
I like that one. Oklahoma. Um, I can't remember who they're playing, but they're they're gonna. I don't say TCU. they're gonna be a, Oh, TCU. Jesus Christ! I might put money on that one right now. That that should be a pretty easy one. It's if the, if it's the Oklahoma that came out versus Nebraska, they're gonna blow TCU out of the water. But they can't have a slow start like they did versus versus Kansas State. Mm-hmm. That's enough for them to keep getting the momentum. And that Max Duggan, he's okay, but I mean he he can be enough if if you're if you're not playing well in order to cause some trouble for you. Um, well, let's get into this week's game so we can get honestly get a little closer to the gambling picks because that's kind of I would say we kind of did a free for all last week and it was kind of fun to uh, to jump into that. But we'll start with the big noon game here. Uh, Michigan is going to be an eleven point favorite going to play in Kinnick on on Saturday morning at eleven a.m. on Fox. The over under set at forty two points. Uh, Joey, take it away. So yeah, real quick before I jump into this game, um, I just yeah. want to say Arkansas looked great in that Texas A&M game. Um, Texas A&M looked phenomenal. They both played ass off. So don't sleep on Arkansas being close with Alabama this weekend. I think that's a close game. But yes, Michigan coming in to Kinnick, where power top five power teams go to die. Uh, Iowa is four and one in their last uh, uh, five home games against. Top five ranked opponents. The only team to beat them was uh, Penn State a few years ago when they came the last second down. Fucking hate that game. But regardless, uh, two years ago when Michigan came in as a top five team, coming off the win against Maryland, came in as 11 favorites against Iowa, upset that 14-13. So look for some repeat this week. I think Iowa is the upset. I think the defense holds them. And uh, I think Michigan just playing out. No, I'm kidding. I think it's going to be a good game. Uh, I, I like I, uh, pull out. Sorry, the watch the Dolphins game. <laughs> oh, I thought you were clapping for me. I was like, hell yeah, Trent. You know that I have no. a train. Watch the Dolphins. Sorry. Go ahead, Joey. Sorry. <laughs> All right. uh, I think it's a very good game. I think that it's a very deep game. Michigan is running the ball. They're 11th in the nation in running. Iowa's rush defense is 6th. So we'll see which one of those pulls out. Um, hopefully, um, there can be some turnovers. I don't think Michigan's quarterback situation is fully filled out yet. And so, like I said earlier, I think John is going to be one of those cornerbacks that just caught that eye and surprises everybody. Hopefully, he has a big game this week. Um, I would love to see another pick six, another scoop and score. That'd be fucking amazing. That I would ride up to in that game. So I will be pumped. I'll be excited. I'll be uh, through the walls of my hotel room this weekend. I can guarantee that. So what do you think of the over-under at 42? Do you think – what do you think hits there? <laughs> Man, I I definitely would put on the under. Um, I know I said that last week. I don't have another house to give up, so I can't do that. But, uh, yeah, I would pound that under. I think both teams defensively are very good. I think Michigan's as good as they were last year, but Iowa's offense is terrible. So um, I think that, uh, yeah, Iowa's defense needs to – get some huge stops to begin with and get the momentum moving. But yeah, I, I, otherwise I think it's their game mostly because Michigan runs the ball a lot. So even if they do get up, you know, 21 points or whatnot, that's going to be the ball game because they're going to run the ball from there. Yep. I would say that it, it is, I really want to bet the under on that one, but they, again, they burned me last week. I think if you're going to make money on this game, it, it's like Joey said. There's been plenty of top five upsets, just straight mm-hmm. up. I think Iowa covers on this spread because, oh, yeah. Joey, I've been hearing you say it for years, and Dylan as well, but 
Iowa plays their competition. They play a top mm-hmm. five team in the country. They're playing top five football. They're playing F- yep. FCS South Dakota State. They're playing South Dakota State football. Mm-hmm. Yep. The only times that they don't, and especially when they're at home, they really play to their competition. Uh, the only yeah. times they don't are bowl games and Big Ten championship games for some fucking reason. So, uh, the Michigan State year. But yeah. Uh, yeah I, I definitely think Kinnick has a lore to it. And I think that those, those ghosts come out in hot Michigan again this week. I hope so, anyway. Couple stats just to to kind of reiterate what we're saying as well here. Uh, since 2008, 40 times has an unranked team beat a top five team. Four of those times of the 40, Iowa is the team pulling off the upset. So 10% of the time, 10%. The, 10%, I was the one winning. So that's a pretty solid one. Uh, the other one, Kirk Ferentz has played 15 games against top 10 opponents in Kinnick since 2000. They've only lost one game by more than eight points, and that was the 2006 Ohio State team that went on to win the national championship. Yep. So I, I really feel good, Don, if you want another kind of spread. I think I would say I think Iowa covers the eight and a half. Now everyone's going to point to, well, what about the Big Ten championship last year? You were looking at a Michigan team that not only had an established quarterback at hand, but they're playing to get to try and get a better seating and in, in going into the playoffs. This is going to be a different environment. Joey, like you said, they're not really established a quarterback yet, and you're playing in Kinnick. You're not playing in a neutral environment where it's kind of 50-50 on the crowd. You're playing in a 100% hostile Hawkeye environment. Yep, exactly. And as Dan's mentioning here, you know, Michigan quarterback is kind of up in the air. That gives Iowa's defense uh, a little bit of a uh, – uh, a one-up, I guess you, you could call it, because of those bad decisions. Um, he does that. He throws a couple picks, and then they start getting pressure on him with Campbell and Van Ness. I mean, that, that, that's a long day for Michigan. I mean, if you can't establish your run game against that defensive line and then your your quarterback starts making mistakes, that's a long game. So I love it. Yep. And then I would say Dave mentioned here, Iowa's defense will give Michigan's quarterback trouble. He seems to be hesitant to throw and other bad mm-hmm. decisions sometimes. I mean, we've seen that just in the games they played. First off, if, you're, if your coach is questioning if he needs to start two people in multiple out-of-conference games just to see who's better, one, terrible sign. Two, the <laughs> only reason they beat Maryland was because they fumbled the opening kickoff and gave them a, a seven-point lead when they received the ball in seven seconds. I mean, and that was, I think it was like 20, or it was like 38, uh, 33-29, wasn't it? Yeah. It was was some super close score. Give me one second. I'm just, I'm looking at the score right now. Yeah, 34-27. So they win by seven points, and Maryland gave them seven points within 10 seconds of the game. That that doesn't scream like the dominant playoff Michigan of last year. No, and yeah, that, that, uh, the defensive line missing Aiden Hutchinson. I know they've got another player. I can't remember his name right now. It's just as good, or they say anyway. Um, I think uh, that D was just all-time good last year, and I think they're on par with that yet. So, Jesus, I'm I'm sorry. I'm looking at Michigan's out of conference because I just, I was just telling uh, David there very easy out of conference. They played Colorado State, which is like. In, in the bottom 10 teams this year, Hawaii, bottom 10 team this year, UConn, I don't think it's quite bottom 10, but they are pretty bad. And then Maryland, their first competent team, 
and they didn't cover a 17-point spread and only won by seven. Hmm. Well, that you number call Maryland could be all hype. Hmm. You call Maryland mm-hmm. their first competent team, but are they? I'm hmm. giving them credit because comparing them to the other three, yes, yeah. they're competent. They, yeah. they have a, a what's the last name tag? Tag blah blah blah. What is it? Tuilea Tonga Live. Is his name like Tuilea? Yep. And his brother's brother's Tua. Actually. He, they have they have an older brother, and so he was the third born. His name's Thria. Thria. Oh. <laughs> That's Tua. A joke. There you go. Wanna Tua Thria. Wanna Tua Thria. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, like I mean, it. I I apologize. I don't know if Iowa quite has it now. If they are playing the defense that Iowa played last week, I think Iowa's got a chance, but. If their offense keeps doing what they're doing, I it's going to be a rough day all around. Uh, do you want me to spice it up and make a prediction for the game? Spice it up. Right. Iowa wins, and they win by 14. And seven of those points over over it is going to be a defensive score. So Iowa ties it by seven with a defensive score. Let's see what's with the offense. Let's do that. Okay. Okay. All up right. by seven, and then the defensive score makes it fourteen. That that's the only way I see Iowa going up by fourteen. To be honest. So. Yep. Yeah, Kirk Ferentz ain't gonna let that offense. You know, we're up by seven. Yeah. Let's, let's pump the brakes. Yeah, but then if they're up by seven with that defense, Michigan's gonna start blitzing more. Time pop works a little better. The screens to nobody start working a little bit. You, you can bust one a little bit. Yeah. All right. I, I just have a feeling Kirk was definitely the 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 guy when he was teaching Brian how to drive. Goes Our, the speed limit sixty. We don't go sixty two on this sixty. We we just yeah. go the speed limit. Nothing more, nothing less. Fifty nine's okay. Fifty nine's okay. Yep. You don't <laughs> have to go as fast as everybody. You don't right. have to yep. do what everyone else is doing. <laughs> but Dad, isn't going too slow on the interstate actually worse than driving too fast? Shut up, son. You're gonna run. You're gonna drive this car. I drive this car. You know how that went. First thing he says: defensive driving. Okay, Dad. I'm in park. Defensive driving. I said defensive. <laughs> defensive driving. Kirk, Kirk also taught him, and not not in his own car for sure. He taught him in one of those driver's ed's cars, and he just kept slamming on the brakes the whole time. Slow <laughs> down. Fuck. He's been long enough. It was probably. In a university-supplied vehicle. (laughs) (laughs) True, true, true. Anybody on Kansas Moneyline this weekend? Come on, Don. Don? Look look who you're talking to here. Come on. (laughs) Look at this right here. Good segue, Don. Don wants us to move the the conversation forward. He's sick of talking about the Hawkeyes. Um, To be honest, a few few stats on that, Don. I, I, I realistically don't think. Kansas win. I think Iowa State covers this one, not only because of being Homer Iowa State fans. Um, and actually, let's just go over. Iowa State is a three and a half uh, is a three point favorite at Kansas this weekend. Uh, over under fifty eight and a half points. They're going to play at two thirty on ESPN two. Um, Matt Campbell, he's six and zero versus Kansas. Now that's a former Kansas. This is a new Kansas that is actually pretty competent. God, I want to shut down Joey's screensaver of just a Hawkeye below us. But um, I would say last year was the biggest margin of victory by the uh, by, by an Iowa State team ever, 59-7. to seven. Um, Iowa State, they are 16-6 and six against the spread 
after a loss with Matt Campbell. So, I mean, not only all those factors. Um, actually, Trent, give your thoughts because I, I would say I got to find the Kansas defensive stats here. Yeah. So KU, I mean, they played West Virginia. I think they're one of the worst teams in the Big Twelve. That was a. I mean, whatever. It's a Big Twelve. It's a conference win. Um, then we have what are they Tennessee Tech or something where they played whatever. They're terrible. Uh, Duke, they're not a good football team. They win that. Now, good for KU for winning these games because in past years they wouldn't. But uh, I think Iowa State wins this. I I don't think KU is going to keep that up. Um, And I think if – here's a bold prediction, but, you know, KU's 4-0. If Iowa State wins this and KU loses, I think it's a downhill spiral for them and then they just become the Big 12 punching bag like they've been for the last – decade so um i think ku is on a slippery slope right now and i think uh iowa state gets this one done really sorry you don't think i'm just getting the games pulled to be like we lost to a good big 12 team and that's not a a terrible loss that we can bounce back from this do you think you know i down the mountain after that no Iowa State wins. Well, no, I'm saying, but like you said, hey, you they lose Iowa State, you know, like their magical basic over. Uh, to me, it is we lost to a good team. We're on from that. Like, take your long it's, it's long season type of thing. So that's where I'm getting giving some Iowa respect. Yeah, no, I, and I, I get what you're saying, but I just, I don't know. I, I think it's just. Like I said, I think they might just become the Big 12 punching bag again if they lose this game. Okay. All right. So I can't quite find the uh, the tweet that had all the Kansas stats here for, for their defense. But, they, I mean, yes. They, first off, their offense is playing amazing right now. But the, I would say the, their defense, I think, is, is 105th in the country right now. Um, they've played, I mean, going through their schedule, they played an FCS game, uh, against Texas, Tennessee tech, which they beat them like they're supposed to, but then you're playing on the road at West Virginia, which currently isn't looking the greatest right now. I would say what West Virginia hasn't, isn't as good as we anticipate they're going to be They're They're kind of the, the Kansas right now compared to other years, they're bottom of the barrel. And then Houston seems to be collapsing and even their wins, it was, I think it was triple overtime versus UTSA. Um, Houston hasn't looked the greatest either. And then Duke, again, it, it was a fun game to talk about the Blue Bloods of basketball. But, I mean, Duke, Duke is – you're not writing home about a win versus Duke, to be honest, unless you're Kansas and you haven't won four games in over a decade. So, not to shit on their parade. I know this is America's team right now, but I'm kind of looking forward to being the villain this week, being yeah. able to beat Kansas, and I just – you know, Lance Leopold, you know, if, if he does pull off this victory, I think he deserves that Nebraska job. I hope they throw $10 million at him and, and he can uh, show him what it's about. Because if he keeps Kansas where they're at, it's, it's going to be scary not to have a guaranteed win every year in the Big 12. Uh, yeah, I agree with you there. Like, that was just one game every year that you just go into. If you're not nervous when the game starts, it's, yeah, it's a win. Joey, how would you feel about Lance Leopold going to Nebraska? I I don't know. I don't care who goes to Nebraska. I think the dude should stay in Kansas. 
think just as much OS recruiting people to come and hang out with the basketball team and get NIL deals and steal those from the basketball team to me. Um, yeah, I uh, I don't I you said West Virginia doesn't look good. I'm gonna pick them up at Texas this week, uh, going off that 310 win at Virginia Tech and then that 65 7 win against 10. Their other games have been within seven points, Pitt and Kansas. So I like West Virginia. I think they're a scrappy ass team. So uh, I think I think Kansas is better than um, definitely better than Duke, and I think that they're better than the stomping mat. Oh. Hold on, I'm I'm looking at West Virginia schedule. You think West Virginia is going to beat Texas? Yes. I'll take that bet right now, Joey. How much you want to bet? I bet you Texas comes out. Beast West Virginia. All right, let's Hamilton it. Hamilton bet? Golly, the easiest ten dollars I've ever fucking made in my life. <laughs> I I don't see that, man. I mean, West Virginia, yeah, I mean, their wins are Towson and a Virginia Tech team that looks fucking awful. I, I watched At that game Virginia last Tech, year. though. I, I don't I don't care how awful Virginia Tech is on offense, overall they're always good. They just are all damn good. I know Beamer's not there anymore, but that was going to be my first question. You know, Beamer's not there, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> his son hates South Carolina. So there's that. Yes. So we don't get into it. Uh, but no, I, I just going into Virginia Tech, playing in and coming out thirty to ten. I don't know. I, I think West Virginia happy. I thought they were against Pitt, who was a ranked team at the beginning of the year. Um, I, I really think that. Uh, West Virginia is better than you think. Um, I, I do think Iowa State wins this game, uh, and I think they win by at least 14 points. I think it's – I don't really think it's close. I think that Iowa State defense is very fucking good. Their, their yeah. defensive line is awesome. Um, that guy you guys always talk about that has – Will McDonald. Will McDonald looks good. And I think that is finally going to get – and as <clears throat> mentioned was the game. I think I would say we're on the way from Baylor last week. So I would say it's just on another level than Kansas. I think Kansas is all up and up. And that's what I was getting at with the question I asked Trent about, you know, Kansas can move on from this because losing to Iowa State isn't losing a team. It's losing to a good team. It's a, it's a more victory if you keep it close to them right now for Kansas. So, um, yeah. I, I, I would say it by a lot. I, I think that that is going to be the key as well. Like we said, we've, we've talked about the defense. This is going to be by far the best defense that Kansas has seen all year. And, oh, yeah. you know, for for Iowa State, this is, I mean, th- this offense, this, this is probably going to be the scariest offense so far. Baylor has the athletes in a set system. Iowa, we don't have to worry about their offense, no offense. SEMO and Ohio didn't have to. The one concern we're going to have is that three front versus – the mobility of Kansas' quarterback Daniels. Because if there's one thing Iowa State has struggled with the last few years, it's going to be a mobile quarterback. Bohannon, he did enough the, a couple years ago – or I'm sorry, last year versus Iowa State in order to win. We just we, – we, we seem to struggle with containing a mobile quarterback, which opens up, okay, now we have to have a QB uh, – you know, a QB spy or we have to bring pressure. And then, then, then they just pick us apart at that point. So – that is the one concerning part. I do think, but Hecock, I, I, I put my trust in him. I think he's going to have a game plan set. Hello. 
Trent, your dad said, throw me $10 million. I'll go coach Nebraska. <laughs> I do it for that much too. You, Randy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Joey, real quick, Texas is nine point favorites. I, I think West Virginia covers that. I just, I don't think, I don't think they have enough to beat Texas. Okay. I mean, you put $10 on the line for right. the classic Hamilton bet. But yeah, I would say I, I think we've set our piece on Kansas. We again, we think Iowa State's going to win. Shocker, the Sioux Cyclones do, and the Hawkeye does. So yeah, um, right. big games, big games this week. Uh, number seven Kentucky at fourteen Ole Miss, uh, two Bama at twenty uh, Arkansas, twenty two Wake Forest at twenty three Florida State, uh, number nine Oklahoma State at sixteen Baylor, and then number ten North Carolina State at five Clemson. Um, any of these that you guys are really looking forward to this weekend? Uh, the conference game there, Oklahoma State and Baylor. Um, I mean, I think I picked on one of the early college football podcasts, Baylor to win the Big 12. Um, yep. Now, I, I want to see see how they do. You know, they, they beat Iowa State last week. I want to see how they do against a top 10 team. Uh, Oklahoma State's really good. And, uh, yeah, that will really let me know, hey, they are still a contender in the Big 12 or, you know, they're they're playing for second or third. Joey, how about you? Um, I'm looking forward to all of those games. Um, I actually think that the Baylor-Oklahoma State game is what I'm least looking forward to because I think Oklahoma State's going to run away from them. I, I, again, I honestly... Honestly, I don't think Baylor should have done that game with Iowa State. I think Iowa State should have ran that. Um, I think it got derailed early. So I think Oklahoma State's going to run away with that one. Um, hopefully, pretty long. Uh, but um, one of my last week, Ole Miss, I'm going to go high scoring as shit. Uh, I'm really looking to being excited. Um, it is what it is. In stars there, of course, I a bunch of hype. Bama, Arkansas keeps that one close. I think Bama is a better team, but I think Arkansas keeps that one really close. And my biggest upset of the week, I think, is going to be NC State uh, at Clemson. Um, so, yeah, I, uh, I, NC State with that quarterback there is very, very good. Um, I think that they pull the upset. I, I agree. I would say I I think that NC State at Clemson is going to be my my uh, my game that I look most forward to this weekend. Um, it's going to be hard for me not to look at that Big Twelve game with implications, just because I mean you got to look at ba- like you said Baylor didn't look at it as dominant as they should have being the reigning champ, as well as mm-hmm. Oklahoma State. They've had they just, they're coming off a bye week. They're coming off of three big wins. I mean, they beat they beat Arizona State on their way to firing Herm Edwards the following week. So I mean, it's that one I think is going to be my most anticipated. Um, and I think Joe, you mentioned it the the Bama at twenty Arkansas. You're high on on, on KJ Jefferson and Arkansas right now. So I, I can kind of see it like the like like a uh, you know where they where they hold them early, which I might start looking at first half bets on some of these games. I just. Yeah. Right now, Bama has done what they needed to to pull off wins. I mean, hopefully, Arkansas with the with the close loss and they almost lost to Central Missouri. 
hopefully, or uh, I'm sorry, Missouri State. Hopefully, they've got their heads out of their butts and they and Sam Pittman gets them ready to go. If if they can't get up to play Bama at home, they're, they're never going to be up. Right, exactly. Uh, that's a big game, both just in the SEC West and then because they win this game, um, and Bama goes on to beat Texas A&M, they should have a tiebreaker against both teams. So we'll see how that plays out. But yeah, that's a big game for them. I agree. Um, well, I would say, honestly, uh, anything else you guys want to cover on the big games or you just want to start getting to our pickums here? Let's get to those locks. All right. Joey, you said you had five of them. You want to give a couple away right away? Yeah, so I gave away the uh, over with the Kentucky Ole Miss game. I gave away the yep. UCLA upset. Um, I do think Arkansas, I mentioned this earlier, keeps us, I think they cover. Um Another one that I have is NCC Clemson. I think that that in Iowa under 42. Uh, I think the one most count is NC State beat Clemson. I'm going to go with my lock of the week. Be- beating Clemson or covering? Beating Clemson. Just straight up beats them at home. NC Wake State money line. Of course, almost last week, I think uh, NC State's uh, quarterback and uh, skill positions are way better than what Wake Forest has, and I think that they go into um, Death Valley or whatever the fuck Clemson uh, is and takes care of business. Right now, fifty-five percent of the money is on North Carolina to at least cover seven points. So mm-hmm. I, I'd say North North Carolina so far this year they are two and two covering the spread. Um, let me see here, Clemson they are. They've lost their last three covering the spread. So, and like you said, they they didn't look as great versus versus Wake Forest, which that that's been a kind of nice change of pace. Wake Forest was kind of always considered one of those teams. I feel mm-hmm. in the past that was that's their gimme win. You know, seeing them actually compete is it's kind of been fun. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm I guess the more I'm looking at this, I kind of I'm starting to feel this North Carolina and North Carolina beat them last year. Right. So I mean they've kind. Of, they're kind of trending the right direction here. They they won as a ten and a half point underdog, so you might be onto something there, Joey. Hell yes, I am. Trent, you got any absolute locks of the week? Yeah, one of my I didn't want to say it earlier because Don had that uh, in the chat, but uh, yeah, I, I have Oklahoma uh, as a what six and a half point favorite. I have them covering that versus TCU. Um, I think they bounce back from that K-State loss and probably stomp TCU. You know, we we talked about this in um, in our group text earlier this week. Ryan asked about TCU, and I kind of said, you know, I think there's – in the Big 12, there's three teams like Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, and Baylor have kind of – they're the top three. And then four through ten – those seven teams, anybody could be four, anybody could be 10, and TCU is in there, and they might be towards the bottom of that, those seven teams. So um, I think that's what's fun about the Big 12 this year. But, uh, yeah, I, I got Oklahoma just covering. and It's, it's only going to take a touchdown to cover that. So yeah. um, that's, what, that's my lock of the week. I'll, I'll be honest. I wish I would have seen that one earlier, um, the, the, the six and a half – how is Oklahoma? I get they're coming off an upset, but Kansas State kind of has their number. TCU mm-hmm. doesn't got their number. How yeah. 
are they only six and a half? So that, I think that's a hell of a great lock right now. Um, the one that I'm looking at, and we mentioned it earlier, I am really high right now on Minnesota. I think that's going to be my lock right now at minus 12. First off, they're undefeated against the spread. We mentioned how they've had 11 game, uh, consecutive games where they've held opponents under 280 yards. Uh, the other thing, I'm looking at Purdue. Not only did they lose to my Syracuse Origin here, but they have been awful not only against the spread. They, they haven't played great. They have Charlie Jones, which to Iowa fans' detriment, he's been playing amazing for them right now. But, I mean, they lost to Penn State in a close game, but they didn't cover the spread of three and a half. Uh, they beat Indiana Indiana State? Inns, I can't tell. So FCS school to get their confidence up. Uh, they didn't cover the spread and they lost to Syracuse. And then they barely beat FAU, I'd say, and they didn't cover a 16, as 16.5-point 16 favorites. I mean, Purdue, I think, is is kind of meandering in the middle. In Minnesota, with their amazing defense, and they've got a solid rushing attack right now, I think they win that one with ease. You almost made me switch my Big Ten bet for my Survivor Pool this week. Uh, I have uh, Pito State right now. But, uh, they switched oh. to Minnesota. You have Penn State being Northwestern. Now keep keep that one, dude. That that is. But Penn State's a high ranked team, so I could save that if I need to and go with Minnesota over Purdue. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but aren't they doing a whiteout this weekend? Penn State. Yeah, I thought they were. Possibly. I don't know they're doing one right now in Cincinnati. That's all that matters. <laughs> Penn State whiteout. <laughs> No, I, I thought I heard that they were doing the whiteout just to make sure that they won the game. Maybe it's the Minnesota game they're playing it, but I would probably feel a little bit better about Penn State beating Northwest. I mean, who's Northwestern's one win this year, Joey? You know. Nebraska. Yeah, so if your one win is Nebraska, sorry. that that's I'm not too confident in you. Yeah. Uh, wins are against FAU Indiana State. We'll see. We'll see. Have you guys seen the new it. photos for the new uh, Northwestern Stadium? Yeah, I saw them earlier. Sweet. I'd say it, it looks pretty sweet. I did not know, Joey, you probably did, that they are actually they, – they are the last stadium that doesn't have permanent outdoor lighting so they can't play games. Hmm. Yes. I did not know Although, that. The Iowa Northwestern to last year was an outdoor. Uh, was a night game that they brought in like they brought in generators and stuff and set it up outside. They they used to do that at Jack Trice until like fifteen years ago, probably. Mm-hmm. I remember when we were in high school, they still did that. Yeah, that stadium looks sweet. I'm sorry, I'm trying to get. I don't know why it's not. There we. Southern Miss, UNLV, Washington, Minnesota, and TCU is one of the undefeated against the spreads, though I'm not too confident with Oklahoma coming into town, and they're going to be coming in with a vengeance. Yeah, they they won't be undefeated versus spread after Saturday. I'm glad you said something about James Madison. I wanted to talk about this all week, and 
kind of forgot about it. Um, but uh, any thoughts on them <laughs> big splash on their first year uh, in ES ranks? Already beat App State, um, Tennessee. Who did they upset? Notre Dame. Marshall beat Notre Dame. Yeah. Didn't they? Uh, yeah. Middle Tennessee beat uh, Miami. Though. It was great that he's very good. Um, yeah. Uh, but uh, Madison rough shot at that 44-7. So, yeah, I James Madison is going to make a splash this year coming out of that Sun Belt. They're going to be good. Okay, that that was going to be what I was going to ask you what what uh, what conference they're in because I I wasn't even sure to be honest. Yeah, pretty sure they're in the Sun Belt with App State, Marshall, uh, Mid Tennessee. Like, are um, the only team to like consistently compete with North Dakota State every year. Uh, no. Been in Division Two before this, yeah. They yeah. they're an FCS, yeah. But I mean, they're normally really fucking good, uh, and then win their win their championships like a, a ton of times. So I think it's one of those teams that could just be ranked as a lower, as a lower seed this year and make them make a bunch of noise for people. Yeah. And honestly, it's the stories of James Madison. It's the stories of Kansas. There's a lot of teams that deserve it because, because again, if you put on a you you tear off the labels, you take off their helmets, and you put a you slap on a different logo. Do you not think if Mississippi State had that same record, they wouldn't be twelfth in the country with Kansas's resume right now? Do you not think right. Purdue would be? I, I mean, it's just. It, it sucks that that Kansas has not been ranked this year because they're going to lose this weekend, and then all their momentum is going to be gone, and they're not going to be ranked next weekend. Sorry, Clark, but that, that that's kind of the, the shitty part is you, you lose these opportunities because everyone is is focusing. The AP voters are focused on what's going in Kentucky Ole Miss, and they're not concerned with a James. They're not even attempting to watch a James Madison game. Yep. James Madison, I'm looking it up now. Um, has lost in 2020. They won the FCS or yeah FCS championship, and then every other year they ended up losing it by like your eight to North Dakota State. So yeah, they're they're a team that competes well in that division, and I think they make a splash here. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I'm I'm surprised the Dakotas haven't tried tried to attempt on moving up, but. If you're North Dakota State, I think you just stay at that level, keep dominating years and years and years. And and if you get a kid that's having to choose between Northwestern uh, Power 5 school or winning national championships, I think you sway quite a few people because nowadays everyone can get film. I think they're able to recruit at a much higher level at that point. Well, yeah, just wait until the Pac-12 just completely go and beat the Utahs and State and else that misery. Yeah, yeah. I think North Dakota State's pretty content on where they are. I mean, they're they're doing just fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I agree. They're they're feeling pretty good there. But well, I wouldn't say we got we're hitting an hour and a half now. We're just kind of rambling. You guys got any last thoughts at this point? No, no, no more thoughts except for uh, sorry, Ku. Your luck's run out. Uh, 
rock chalk, this lock's going to sock. So, That's yep, right. they, they are going to lose this Saturday. It's go- Oh, thank God. Sorry. sorry. Uh, Cincinnati just intercepted the ball, and they're going to cover like I predicted. So, hmm. there we go. Well, last time you still had nine points to go in that uh, BYU game. What's over there? Yeah, thirty-one twenty right now, and there's thirteen minutes left in the in the uh, half. Huh. It's uh, it's it, it slowed down quite a bit. So we, I might have a chance to be two and zero going into a Thursday here. There you go, man. So yeah, I, I would say so. Well, we again, we do appreciate you all, uh, Joe. You want to hit him with the socials? Yep, uh, uh, Twitter, Instagram, at always, and then just look it up Heartland YouTube. Way, but if you search all our videos, all our archives, just search Pulse of the Heart and tell your friends for all major streaming platforms and watch our socials for all the updates. Absolutely. Well, again, we do appreciate you all listening. You guys have a great weekend. Good, good luck on your bets. Good job, Go Hawks.